Hello everyone, this is Songs from a Room, an intimate singer-songwriter showcase where I, Bob Palos, invite very talented artists to the podcast for a one-on-one. We'll learn a little about each artist, what inspires them, what brought them to play the music they play, and the moments that led them to write the songs they wrote. Then finally, to play me a song from a room. Interesting paintings. Right? I'll make the introduction and then okay. we can make this official. I'm in the apartment of uh, Lorraine Leckie. Uh, we're in Greenpoint right now. It's uh, in her, this is your studio slash, well, this is, it seems like you have a lot of exotic coats and purses too. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Thanks for being on the podcast. Absolutely. How would you describe your workspace? It's kind of a gothic studio. Um, and it has all the instruments, and it has all great clothing. Yeah, I'm an, I'm a clothing aficionado. I especially like vintage. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, my friends, especially Emily, often comes over and borrows oh, yeah. dresses, and then brings <laughs> them back and takes another dress. <laughs> Little exchange going on. Yeah. So, and uh, I have my Greenpoint Songwriters Exchange, which is a collective I run, and we meet every Friday here. Yes. Yeah. And then you guys do a monthly show at Pete's too, right? Yes. Uh-huh. So you exchange clothes, songs. <laughs> <laughs> You're a very community oriented person. Yes. I, I love this room though. I see like you. There's a lot of uh, people have been through and signed the walls. Uh, you have a lot of great art. This artwork is this for all from. You said you used to run an antique shop too. My husband ran mm. an antique shop called Billy's Antiques. Yeah. Uh huh. Some great taste. Thank you. Those are all the drawings he's done for my shows. Oh, so he does all my artwork, Billy. Oh yeah. Yeah, and this room was my daughter's room. Our daughter's room. And when she went to college, she moved out, and then I got it. So a lot of the writing is from her friends. But okay. when people stay over, they sign the wall. Oh, yeah. So that just so kind of. they stay overnight, then they, they write a note the next day. So everybody, but you can sign the wall when you leave. I hope you do. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'll put my name up here. Uh huh. That'd be great. Yeah. Okay. So it's like the, the tradition continued and then became part of your uh, another exchange. <laughs> yes. Yes. I started, uh, I had the idea that I would make a nice like soiree, nice evening on Friday nights mm-hmm. where I would have food and wine and people could just come from work at, their, at the end of their week and they could work on their songs. And uh, we work on the songs collectively as a group. So it's great for the person because you come in and you say, oh, I, maybe I need a bridge or I, I need some help with this song. And everybody listens. You play the song, everybody listens, and then everybody gives their opinion. We've done some great work. It's very exciting. And no matter what, even if I only have three people, everybody leaves and they feel very like, wow, something special happened. Has there ever been too many people? <laughs> you know, the, I think the most I've had has been 15, which oh, yeah. was really perfect. It was great. Like if 10 is great too, Yeah, five is amazing. Amazing, but any amount, like the smaller it gets, the more intimate it gets because the more time we have with each person. Yeah. So I find when the groups are smaller sometimes, then you really get to know those people because, mm-hmm. you know, it's very, it really per- a- gets more personal. But I work out all my songs too. Like last time I had a song and one of my guys, Eric Richmond, he said, oh, the chorus should be the pre-chorus and the, you know, and vice versa. So just switch those parts around. And I was like, Oh wow, he's absolutely right. So I switched <laughs> yeah. him around. The song made it started to make sense. Yeah, that's that. a good, that's great. That's the good thing about workshopping, I think, because a lot of times your own things are like 
hiding in plain sight. You've been staring at it so long you can't see it. Exactly. That's that's got to be a, yeah. That's that's a great thing. And then we showcase every month at Pete's Candy Store. So mm-hmm. I have new people who are just starting to write songs. So for them, it's the most thrilling thing they could ever do is play live. Yeah, an opportunity to taste the stage. Yes. <laughs> That's great. Uh-huh. Wow. So this will be the third year. Third year running. Mm-hmm. Okay, Lauren Lecky. You have some projects on the horizon. Uh yeah, your new album with Lorraine uh, Lecky and her demons. Yes, <laughs> it's called Razor Wing Butterfly. Razor Wing Butterfly, uh-huh. and uh, this will be like your uh, third album. Oh Fourth, God, fifth? even more. I think maybe my sixth, but I'm not sure. <laughs> it's good. To I lose lost count. track because <laughs> I usually do. I'll do a band album and then I do a solo album, mm-hmm. and then I do a band album and I do a solo album. So I I go between the two. Mm-hmm. And the, but the band albums are kind of more of a big deal, more like because uh, it's the whole band and yeah. it's, the songs are you know arranged big rock songs and some of them and yeah some mm-hmm. killer solos <laughs> there yeah exactly yeah uh, and so and this one's so this one's gonna be a full band album it's a full band album I recorded it at my guitarist Hugh Poole mm-hmm. he has a recording studio called Excello Recording. It's fantastic, and it's right around the corner. Oh, right here in Greenpoint? Yeah. So you so, just saunter on over and just, lay down licks. I could wear my slippers goose walk <laughs> over there. <laughs> yeah, and so Keith Robinson's on drums, Hugh Poole on guitar, Charlie Demon, my Charles Deschamps on um, bass, and then I have my violinist from Czech Republic, Pavel Single. He came and played, too. He played violin on it. Throw some strings on it. That's great. Got strings on it. When's uh when's this one getting released? You said this is released Mar- May fifteenth, and then mm. the singles will come out in April and March. Okay, cool. And then it'll be released in in May. Yeah, May fifteenth is my date. That's the date. Yes. Be on the lookout, May fifteenth. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, you'll hear a lot about it. Don't worry. <laughs> it's dropping. Do you uh, have any songs from that album you'd like to share? Sure. For us today. This song is very interesting to the East Village because I wrote the song for my friend, um, Pebbles, who's a club kid, nightlife lady. Mm -hmm. She's great. I've known her for years. And she used to go to this bar in the East Village called Mars Bar. And it was like the place where alcoholics go to die. Really (laughs) hardcore place. Yeah. I mean, and like it was just great. It was like uh, Second Avenue and... Second Avenue, just before Houston there, uh, like the street before you get to Houston. Is it one of those East. bars that were just like dark at min- at, at noon? <laughs> oh my God. It was like, it was like a real hell hole. <laughs> yeah. And everybody loved it. And it was like the highest and low of society yeah. that would go there. Really colorful place. It's now a bank machine. <laughs> so anyway, my friend was so lamenting about it that I said, you know what? I'll write a song, I'll call it Mars Bar Baby, mm-hmm. and it's about this bar and this woman and her spirit and that she loved this this bar. So it's it's a it's a tribute to that. Right. So it's called it's called Mars Bar Baby. Mars Bar Baby. All right, yeah, let's let's give it a listen. Okay. <laughs> Bye. 
that coffin so I wanna get dirty, baby I wanna hurt Just got back from New Orleans Living in New York City Mars Bar, <laughs> baby. Mars Bar, Our baby. Oh man, so that's a it's a cash machine now, huh? It's a cash machine. Yeah, everything. Yeah. All as are they all will be just vending machines. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Things come and go. That's New York. It's brutal, you yeah. know. Yeah. Look so, at Sidewalk Cafe. Oh yeah. That, oh. So that's just gone. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, ever changing real estate. Uh, but you, so you've been, you said like even in this apartment, you've been here for fourteen years. Fourteen years. So yeah. you've you've seen a lot of the, yeah, it's a lot of the transitions. Yeah, the East Village is to me. It's like I would rather be here because mm. no one loved the East Village more than me. But now, it's too crowded. It's a crowded yeah. Starbucks and it's too crowded. But out here, there's still a lot of good. Uh, quiet and mystery 
and things that aren't, you know, it doesn't look like Times Square when you're walking. Yeah. It's, like, you know, down the street. Like you said it, though. This city doesn't, it just kind of devours itself and rebuilds. It does. And the Bowery is a fascinating thing. The thing about the Bowery that really is cool, the Bowery was always, even when it was 100 years ago and it was really rich, then it became really poor. Like when I moved to New York, um, I used to go down to the Bowery and I, I, with my Sony Walkman, I would jog and I would leap over the bums. That was part of my workout. <laughs> I'd leap over them and there was glass on the ground yeah. and stuff. And, uh, but, and then it got rich again, but no matter what, the Bowery is for drunks. Whether they have gazillions of dollars or they're on Skid yeah. Row, it's a drunken street. Yeah, I walked down you know? it at midnight. It's always been that decadent, but yeah. the flop houses were outrageous, you know? They used to line the, the guys, the whole street, that whole Bowery from Houston, you know, down to St. Mark's or whatever, it was all flop houses and it was, all of them used to just hang out, like, like, like sitting up against the buildings and yeah. some of them would be in the street. So you were born in Canada, right? Born in Canada. Mm -hmm. That must have been like a pretty peaceful space to be in. It was in. great. Yeah, it was like uh, northern Ontario, Whitby, Ontario. I'm from there. And my father had a candy store, a business. Mm. And so we lived close to my grandmother and my father and my uncle. And we were all like together. In the and, unit. Yeah, we were all together. And it was, it was really nice. I had horses and a lot of animals around and... That's good. Growing up with animals, were you playing music uh, then? Or? No, I didn't start playing music till I, 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 I didn't start playing music till I was forty. Oh, really? Yeah, I never played music, and uh, I started it as a hobby because I was a makeup artist in the fashion industry. Mm. My whole like, I started that when I was twenty, yeah, and I did it all the way through my life. So I lived in Europe and I did the, all the shows, fashion shows. Oh, wow. I've done the catwalk and stuff. All that. And then I came to New York and I did a lot of celebrities and uh, a lot of uh, models, mostly models. I was in fashion. Mm -hmm. And I did that for a really long time. And I started doing music as a hobby. Yeah. But then it grabbed me. The songwriting <laughs> yeah. just grabbed me. It interested me so much. I felt like I found what I wanted to do when I was 40. <laughs> yeah. Well, you yeah. know. That's like, uh, it's never too late to find your passion, you know? No, it really isn't. And it's actually really good because you're so grateful. Yeah. And it gives you a second youth. Like I've, you know, here I was at 40, I was at open mics, <laughs> yeah. petrified with 18 year old people. And yeah. there I am 40, just starting. We're all sitting there together waiting to go up on the stage and everybody was more scared than each other. Yeah. You know? So I, I, I started like, uh, like I was, I was like the oldest person in the in the room, starting out. Having lived your lived a whole successful life. Yeah, after having done so much in my mm -hmm. life, and I just started from the nothing all over again. Well, I mean, and you, I mean, you've hit the ground running. You've hit, you're like six albums. <laughs> you're yeah, like, you know, you're, you're I played definitely Bowery Ballroom. I play all the best venues. Make really good records. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. Toured Europe and and I I did some stuff with it. You know, I'm right. continuing. You're a big part of this community, the singer songwriter exchange. Yeah. You know, I, I guess also 40s when Bernie Sanders got into politics. So you know, right? Yeah. People who get in later are often really, they're grateful that they're in. Yeah. They don't take it for granted. They That's don't get the, jaded either. Yeah. 
Wow. You know, because if you start when you're 20, by the time you're 40, yeah, you could be a little jaded. Or you find something new within that. Like the great thing about being a musician is if you get bored, you can always learn a new tuning or a new instrument. Yeah, yeah. There's always ex some, somewhere to expand towards. Exactly. Yeah. It's That's... not limited. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like with makeup, either I would go to Hollywood and start making monsters. Yeah. Or I would do a line, like a line of makeup. Then I would get really rich. Yeah. If I did a line of makeup. But I'm not much of a businesswoman, you know? I'm not, like, thrilled with the idea of... I think I'd rather make Holly, like, monsters yeah. than, than actually do a line. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm glad you started playing music or, and uh, sharing it with the community. Is there anyone that you're excited on the horizon? Or have you met, like, some young budding talents? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I have so many talented people in my group. Yeah. And some of them are like Emily, where they get themselves out there. Yeah. And they actually have a career, and some of them don't know how to do that. Just a little quieter. I have a guy I'm just thinking of, and I'm trying so hard to get him to make an album. Mm -hmm. And he said, I don't want to make an album because I might be successful, <laughs> and it could change my life. And I said, you have no fear of that. Because being successful in music is almost impossible. Like <laughs> yeah, to be like that it. kind of successful. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people do interesting things with their career, but there's, you know, only a couple like Regina Spector who actually like rose to the top of the whole music industry. And yeah. Like that's like there are people who are just as talented as she is, but they didn't just yeah you know it's it's like it's a very rare thing yeah it's hard as well it takes three things right they say what talent hard work and luck exactly yeah yeah the um, hard work is really really important do you have like scheduled hours that you're like sitting working on music or i do actually yeah yeah, I usually work one to three. One to three is yeah, your, your music that's time. that's my time. Yeah, and if if I have really pressing stuff on the computer, I'll do that then, and then I'll work like four to six, but mm -hmm. usually two hours a day. Two hours a day, yeah. Uh-huh. I, I started out doing like an like a half hour on the electric and then the acoustic, I'd do an hour of guitar, then I'd do a half hour piano, then I'd write for a half an hour. Mm -hmm. And by that time, I would be up to here with it that would be good <laughs> yeah right and yeah. it would go fast and then i'd be done i didn't have feel like i had to do anything else but now i work a little different i usually have one song that i'm obsessed with that yeah. i'm working on and that's sort of up on the board and i'll start working on that and then i'll i'll inter i'll play piano a little bit i'll do a little bit of this but i'm usually creating that and then i go over set list or whatever so i sort of but it's still two hours. Yeah, that's great. That really is the work. <laughs> it goes so fast. Yeah. It goes so fast. Yeah, it's funny because, you know, sometimes you, you can spend all day lying around worrying about not doing it. Or you can just sit there two hours and then boom, you're done. Yeah, you're done. You did it. You and then practiced. once you're in it, like you can't stop. Once you're working on the song and you sit down, it's sitting yeah. down. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have a eat really easy. I have a much harder time getting on the computer. Yeah. Like, I get on the computer also for two hours a day. Oh, what do you mean, like, editing stuff or, like... Just work, just doing everything. Oh, yeah. I usually do a few tasks that I have to do, and I do social media, and in two, uh, two hours, literally, it's closed. I never look at it again. Yeah. Ever. That's I'm great. I'm not in love with the computer. Well, that's... I mean, that's a healthy relationship to have. Also, giving that, like, a, a time frame and, and in and out. 
Yeah. Because, I, yeah, otherwise I feel like more people spend a lot of time on the internet doing nothing. <laughs> like, oh, you that's know? my biggest dread. I yeah. get so bored on there. You know, I just, I don't like sitting stationary, yeah. looking at a screen. And I'm good while I'm doing it, but then when, I, when it's shut, then I can't face it ever again till the next day. Okay, let's see here. Oh, next, talk about, oh, the next song. We should talk oh, about. Oh yes. So, do you have any? Is is this a song you that you're you've been working on? This is a song that is. Uh, it's a little bit of a. I guess it's a sad song. Mm-hmm. It's a song about um, basically uh, a friend of mine that I had for fifteen years that one day just tried to steal my business, my songwriters exchange. She just really tried to steal it, and she just. Did it in such a cold way. Yeah. Trying to re... Like, were you running it together or she was helping no, you out? No. One day she just said, uh, I'm starting my own on Saturdays and I'm doing it for free. Yeah. And, uh, like, and I said, I couldn't believe it. And she goes, well, all your people know about it. And, like, so I wrote a text to every single person and I said, this is what's going on. And not one of them went there. So it didn't succeed and she folded yeah. it. But... I wrote this song because I was so um, horrified by it. Yeah, it's a strange move. Yeah, and it's like I get. I'm telling you this, I think, because you know, like out of the worst things, like that you think well, you never would want it to happen, right? That yeah. your best friend like does that to you. Yeah. But out of this, if you're an artist and you you write, mm-hmm. then you can get something great out of it. Yeah. That you can share and that you'll have forever out of something. Um, very painful you can make something beautiful catharsis and art it's be- it's a great thing yeah you know so it's like i couldn't change that i would give anything to have changed that she did that but i can't change that she did that so mm. it's the material of life that you take and then you make art out of that mm. and here yeah so maybe maybe you won't even like it <laughs> <laughs> now i'm sure it'll be great what, what's the song called it's called the sphinx the sphinx Just left here, come. 
Sphinx. The Sphinx. Oh wow, it's a great song. You can you can hear a little bit of that that uh, hurting in it, you know. Uh, the the line I threw my laptop. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it's good. So it came from a hurtful incident, uh, and then do you just like were you just mad for a week and then sit down and wrote that song, or did it take a while for that one to ruminate? It kind of just came to me, and yeah. it, it pretty much it it, it 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 happened kind of all at once, and then I just had to put it together. But I threw myself clear because that's the most important line to me because I didn't mess about with this. I just ended the thing. I yeah, didn't, I didn't piss around with it or, or try anything because mm-hmm. I was like, anybody that does that, like you got to get away from that. Person. Oh yeah, for sure. That's a toxic situation. Yes. Yeah, you know, you get in those situations. You just somebody, especially if somebody wrongs you, sometimes it's like you know, well, you're out, I guess. <laughs> you know. Yeah, you throw yourself clear. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta. Yeah, that's uh, just move forward, and uh, you did that, and you wrote a great song about it. <laughs> you can't. You can't change life. People are what they are, and you yeah. can't. You could lament about it. You could cry. You could be morose, but. You can't, I'm not going to change, I can't control what you're doing and you can't control what I'm doing. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. That's right. So. And that is that one out on any? Uh, nothing. That's the that's, that's the second to last song I wrote. Oh, wow. Okay. So I wrote two songs about difficult situations, that about my friend that betrayed me, and then the new one is about being sick <laughs> yeah. from Halloween till the present, you know, moment. Like, yeah. With all these different. Infe- sinus infections and flu and everything so i've never been you know sick for so long but i wrote a song about it so yeah so that's the you know the 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 bud from the ashes i guess exactly <laughs> yeah. yeah uh yeah all your stuff is on all the platforms right yes spotify uh-huh. Uh, Bandcamp, mm-hmm. the yada and the yada, uh, yada, yada. Lorraine Lecky and her demons. <laughs> that's, that's great. <laughs> yeah, we're all the demons. Uh, any uh, anything else the the audience should check out, or do you have like a uh, website to plug or? Uh, LorraineLucky.com. LorraineLucky.com. Yeah, that, it's a sweat. The songwriters, the new album. Yeah. That's about that's about it, really. So, songwriter. Yeah. One thing I w- did want to mention, oh, this uh, is that for three years at Sidewalk Cafe, I had a I had a permanent residency, so I played once a month with the Demons. Okay. Yeah. And I had I picked the opener at ten. I played at eleven. Then I picked midnight one too and the midnight one i usually found a person who was maybe from out of town and didn't have a following but was really talented so i'd put on an unknown artist you know someone who didn't have like at midnight and then i'd get a someone who's you know like emily or something um at 10 o'clock and anyway when sidewalk closed my residency folded but i'm gonna start another one but i just don't know where yet i want to <laughs> yeah. i want to try to start it all over again and yeah have it. absolutely such a fun late night thing 
Yeah, that sounds like it was Friday night. It was like the third Friday of every month and people came out in droves and I never even promoted the darn thing (laughs) because it was so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. Just word catches. Yeah. Well, that's great. Well, I mean, I feel like if people stay tuned to your website, LorraineLuckey.com, you will be out there again with (laughs) with your demons. I will. I will. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks again. Thanks. Thank you. uh, Yeah. Uh, Thanks listeners. And this has been the podcast. Mm -hmm. Uh, I guess that's it. Goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening. This was Songs from a Room. Thank you to Ben Shapiro for providing all the theme music. Any inquiries, just email us at songsfromaroompodcast at gmail.com. Stay tuned, dialed up, and downloaded for the next episode. Bye. Bye.